This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Many know the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas, and can even recite portions of it by heart. But what's really the story behind St. Nicholas? Stay tuned to learn more about St. Nicholas, the Gift Giver, by Ned Bustard, a book from IVP Kids. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Ezekiel chapter 32. Lamentation over Pharaoh in Egypt. In the twelfth year, in the twelfth month, on the first of the month, the Lord's message came to me. Son of man, sing a lament for Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and say to him, You were like a lion among the nations. You were a monster in the seas. You thrash about in your streams, stare up the water with your feet, and muddy your streams. This is what the Sovereign Lord says. I will throw my net over you in the assembly of many peoples, and they will haul you up in my dragnet. I will leave you on the ground. I will fling you on the open field. I will allow all the birds of the sky to settle on you, and I will permit all the wild animals to gorge themselves on you. I will put your flesh on the mountains and fill the valleys with your maggot-infested carcass. I will drench the land with the flow of your blood up to the mountains, and the ravines will be full of your blood. When I extinguish you, I will cover the sky. I will darken its stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud, and the moon will not shine. I will darken all the lights in the sky over you, and I will darken your land, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will disturb many peoples, When I bring about your destruction among the nations, among countries you do not know, I will shock many peoples with you, and their kings will shiver with horror because of you. When I brandish my sword before them, every moment each one will tremble for his life on the day of your fall. For this is what the sovereign Lord says, the sword of the king of Babylon will attack you by the sword. Of the mighty warriors, I will cause your hordes to fall. All of them are the most terrifying among the nations. They will devastate the pride of Egypt, and all its hordes will be destroyed. I will destroy all its cattle beside the plentiful waters, and no human foot will disturb the waters again, nor will the hooves of cattle disturb them. 
Then I will make their waters calm, and I will make their streams flow like olive oil, declares the sovereign Lord. When I turn the land of Egypt into desolation, and the land is destitute of everything that fills it, when I strike all those who live in it, then they will know that I am the Lord. This is a lament. They will chant it. The daughters of the nations will chant it. They will chant it over Egypt and all her hordes, declares the sovereign Lord. In the twelfth year, on the fifteenth day of the month, the Lord's message came to me. Son of man, wail over the horde of Egypt. Bring it down. Bring her and the daughters of powerful nations down to the lower parts of the earth, along with those who descend to the pit. Say to them, Whom do you surpass in beauty? Go down and be laid to rest with the uncircumcised. They will fall among those killed by the sword. The sword is drawn. They carry her and all her hordes away. The bravest of the warriors will speak to him from the midst of Sheol along with his allies, saying, The uncircumcised have come down. They lie still, killed by the sword. Assyria is there with all her assembly around her grave, all of them struck down by the sword. Their graves are located in the remote slopes of the pit. Her assembly is around her grave, all of them struck down by the sword, those who spread terror in the land of the living. Elam is there with all her hordes around her grave, all of them struck down by the sword. They went down uncircumcised to the lower parts of the earth, those who spread terror in the land of the living. Now they will bear their shame with those who descend to the pit. Among the dead they have made a bed for her, along with all her hordes around her grave. All of them are uncircumcised, killed by the sword, for their terror had spread in the land of the living. They bear their shame along with those who descend to the pit. They are placed among the dead. Meshach Tubal is there, along with all her hordes around her grave. All of them are uncircumcised, killed by the sword, for they spread their terror in the land of the living. They do not lie with the fallen warriors of ancient times who went down to Sheol with their weapons of war having their swords placed under their heads and their shields on their bones, when the terror of these warriors was in the land of the living. But as for you, in the midst of the uncircumcised, you will be broken, and you will lie with those killed by the sword. Edom is there with her kings and all her princes. Despite their might, they are laid with those killed by the sword. They lie with the uncircumcised and those who descend to the pit. All the leaders of the north are there along with all the Sidonians. Despite their might, they have gone down in shameful terror with the dead. They lie uncircumcised with those killed by the sword and bear their shame with those who descend to the pit. Pharaoh will see them and be consoled over all his hordes who were killed by the sword. Pharaoh and all his army declares the sovereign Lord. Indeed, I terrified him in the land of the living, yet he will lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with those killed by the sword. Pharaoh and all his hordes declares the sovereign Lord. Psalm 119, verse 97 through 128. Oh, how I love your law. All day long I meditate on it. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies for I am always aware of them. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your rules. I am more discerning than those older than I, for I observe your precepts. I stay away from evil paths so that I might keep your instructions. I do not turn aside from your regulations, 
for you teach me. Your words are sweeter in my mouth than honey. Your precepts give me discernment. Therefore, I hate all deceitful actions. Your word is a lamp to walk by and a light to illumine my path. I have vowed and solemnly sworn to keep your just regulations. I am suffering terribly. O Lord, revive me with your word. O Lord, please accept the freewill offerings of my praise. Teach me your regulations. My life is in continual danger, but I do not forget your law. The wicked lay a trap for me, but I do not wander from your precepts. I claim your rules as my permanent possession, for they give me joy. I am determined to obey your statutes at all times to the very end. I hate people with divided loyalties, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield. I find hope in your word. Turn away from me, you evil men, so that I can observe the commands of my God. Sustain me as you promise, so that I will live. Do not disappoint me. Support me, so that I will be delivered. Then I will focus on your statutes continually. You despise all who stray from your statutes, for such people are deceptive and unreliable. You remove all the wicked from the earth like slag. Therefore, I love your rules. My body trembles because I fear you. I am afraid of your judgments. I do what is fair and right. Do not abandon me to my oppressors. Guarantee the welfare of your servant. Do not let the arrogant oppress me. My eyes grow tired as I wait for your deliverance, for your reliable promise to be fulfilled. Show your servant your loyal love. Teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me insight so that I can understand your rules. It is time for the Lord to act. They break your law. For this reason, I love your commands more than gold, even purest gold. For this reason, I carefully follow all your precepts. I hate all deceitful actions. New Testament reading. Acts chapter 19, verses 21 through 41. A riot in Ephesus. Now after all these things had taken place, Paul resolved to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. He said, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. So after sending two of his assistants, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia, he himself stayed on for a while in the province of Asia. At that time, a great disturbance took place concerning the way. For a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought a great deal of business to the craftsmen. He gathered these together, along with the workmen in similar trades, and said, Men, you know that our prosperity comes from this business. And you see and hear that this Paul has persuaded and turned away a large crowd, not only in Ephesus, but in practically all the province of Asia, by saying that gods made by hands are not gods at all. There is danger, not only that this business of ours will come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be regarded as nothing, and she, whom all the province of Asia and the world worship, will suffer the loss of her greatness. When they heard this, they became enraged and began to shout, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. The city was filled with the uproar, and the crowd rushed to the theater together, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, the Macedonians, who were Paul's traveling companions. But when Paul wanted to enter the public assembly, the disciples would not let him. 
Even some of the provincial authorities who were his friends sent a message to him, urging him not to venture into the theater. So then some were shouting one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had met together. Some of the crowd concluded it was about Alexander because the Jews had pushed him to the front. Alexander, gesturing with his hand, was wanting to make a defense before the public assembly. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, they all shouted in unison, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians, for about two hours. After the city secretary quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what person is there who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is the keeper of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image that fell from heaven? So because these facts are indisputable, you must keep quiet and not do anything reckless. For you have brought these men here who are neither temple robbers nor blasphemers of our goddess. If then Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a complaint against someone, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another there. But if you want anything in addition, it will have to be settled in a legal assembly. For we are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause we can give to explain this disorderly gathering. After he said this, he dismissed the assembly. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Holy and righteous and sovereign God, we thank you for today. We thank you for this opportunity to get in your word. And and Lord, we are convicted about whether or not we truly delight in your word. (laughs) If we delight in your law, your statutes, your precepts, the way in which you guide us with your word, And I pray, O God, that you would help us to love your word, to understand it, to apply it to our lives, to help us to better be able to understand your character and your plans and promises for us, O God, to help us better be able to do justice and to know your heart, O Lord. We pray, O God, that we might say along with the psalmist that we love your law, for your law is holy, your law is good, and your law is a law of love. And so we thank you, O God, for your word. We thank you that you have not given us the silent treatment, that you do indeed speak to your people, even if at times it's things that we don't want to hear. And so we pray, O Lord, that we would hear your word and long to obey it, O God. Pour out your spirit. Give us the ability to discern and understand your word. Help us to be wise, wise beyond our years and circumstances, as the psalmist implies because we are reflecting on your word and because we delight in it, O God. We thank you, O Lord, because your word guards us. It guards us from idols, the idols that we create in our own mind and heart, but also the idols that are enticing us, that are outside of us, O God. These idols that prop themselves up, that present to us these false notions of safety and superiority and and power and comfort, O God, they are all lies. And so, oh God, we thank you for your word today, which calls that out, our temptation to create our own idols, but the idols outside of us. Lord God, we recognize the ways in which those idols that play into our insecurity, our sense of uncertainty, our our sense of insecurity, oh Lord, 
the ways in which those idols are, are tied up in, into this capitalistic system that we live in, oh God. Our insecurity is big business. And so we pray right now that you would set us free from insecurity, an insecurity that causes us to shop beyond our limits, to use stuff to help us to feel good, oh God. I pray, oh Lord, that right now our budget and our bank account would testify that we prioritize you and we believe what you say about us. Lord God, would you free us from idols that, that we cling to because of our own insecurities? And we pray right now by the power of the Spirit that you would grant to us the type of discernment where we can resist the tricks and schemes of the enemy and the world that entice us with stuff and with things, whether they be literal literal idols, statues that have been created as we see in Ephesus in this passage, but other forms of idols that we get our sense of identity and belonging from, these trinkets, these things that will indeed pass away. God, help us to be satisfied in you. Help us to delight in your law and in your word and help us, oh God, to be freed from the bondage and chains of insecurity and inadequacy and anxiety, oh Lord, that we are no longer tempted by these idols, idols for purchase, O oh God. And we recognize, O oh God, that when we as believers become truly liberated and that when we really believe that godliness with contentment is great gain, we will upset the business models and capitalism of this world. When we're no longer defined by brand names and by stuff and by things that we can purchase that make us feel like we belong or that we have status or that we have power, or that we have something over someone else, oh God, we know it will rock this world. We know that people will become very upset, and we know that crowds will form, maybe even in literal ways, oh God, shouting us down for choosing a life in which we're not defined by idols or things, but we are truly defined as children of the Most High God. I pray, oh God, that we would mean this, that we would believe this, that it would show up in how we purchase things and how we say not right now to things and how we pass on things, oh God. And it would show up in the ways in which we cling to you for our full definition of self, our comfort, our peace, our hope, and our self-esteem. Lord God, we thank you for your word today and the way in which it challenges us, oh God. Set us free to be people that are not attracted to idols and set us free to be people who truly delight in your word making us wise and kind, obedient and generous. It is in your name that we pray. Amen and amen. Around Christmas, we spend a lot of time thinking about presents, but have you ever wondered why we give gifts? Learn about the life of St. Nicholas and discover why he became known as one of the greatest gift givers of all time. In Ned Bustard's book, St. Nicholas, the Gift Giver, told as a delightful poem, this colorfully illustrated book will be enjoyed by children and the adults who read with them. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, 
whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Oh, 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 oh,